And we're live on a, on a, what, a cloudy, rainy. It's, it's we're in Seattle. Saturday morning. Right we're now. in Seattle yeah. right now. Exactly. Microclimates, right? So, uh, so good morning, early. Chris. How are you? Good. I'm well. I'm well. You don't, I'm, I'm here brewing it up properly with my, way to go, man. with my peanut butter, cu- actually my nutter cup of porter. You're not, it's but, delicious. From? Um, I don't know. I've had it a handful of times and I really like it. It's from Nutter Cup. Oh, but Nutter it's Cup. Six and a half percent, dude. So very good. Fasted, bro. At a boy. Yeah. So today is Fueling episode 64, 63, 63, 63. And as always, big shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, Crown Rash Guards. Crown. So I saw Tristan wearing his uh, yeah. the other day, rocking it. And Jamal's been rocking uh, both of his. Oh, right so, on. That's yeah, awesome. Man. So, uh, so far, I haven't, I've had nothing but good things, nothing but positive mm-hmm. things. Everyone's happy with them. They look sharp. I see. They're very slimming. Yeah, that's very slimming. Black is a very slimming color. But it's... Um, they're all shiny as hell. They're yeah, just, they're, they're shiny. They're looking just glossy. Sleek. So it's, uh, it's a great product. Check them out. They're uh, crownrashguard.com. On Instagram and Facebook at Crown Rash Guards, they make. I've said it every time we we do this role. I say it's it's durable, uh, minimalistic design. But you want something that's durable that holds up. Uh, it like I said, it runs maybe a, a hair warmer than uh, most rash guards. Do you really notice things like that though? I do. Do you really? But, I, I don't. But I also I just think sweat. So. I don't like wearing super tight rash guards under my gi anyway because I think they're warmer. I like the form-fitting rash guards for when I do no gi because I don't want anything flopping mm. around. So, <clears throat> yeah, flopping's it, bad. Yeah, anything flopping around is. So, bad. in that respect, I like the uh, the way the crown. That's rash what, is that why you go with medium, dude? As you say, medium. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> definitely it's just medium. You should be wearing a large, dude. But, you got to show off those. Uh, got to show off those gym gains, bro. You got to at the. Uh, at well, least I'm so not. Tell me what is GTL. Get, what, okay, so I'll tell you what GTL. What does that mean? Is that but guys check out Crown Rash Guards, awesome product, uh, and as I said, great story. Mm-hmm. The guy Anmar that runs it in Texas, jujitsu guy making a jujitsu product that originally was for him and now for everybody else. So check them out, Crown Rash Guards. So yeah, GTL is because it's like gym tan laundry, laundry. Yeah. Okay. So, I was like, I was trying to figure. I'm like, what? so GTL came from Jersey Shore. Okay. So if you recall Jersey Shore. I, I know of Jersey Shore. I've never actually seen an episode. Yeah, so Jersey Shore was Jersey Shore was a reality show on, on MTV. As much all as these guidos. Unscripted, let's say. Not necessarily reality. but I guess it was so much Well, reality. yeah, it's a reality. It's a part of that genre. Yeah. And they all worked out. So there's, you know, GTL was you could work out at the gym, mm-hmm. you tan, and then you make sure you do your laundry. Okay. So. That's just my euphemism for growing it out. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. So I bring back the team GTL. So when I make some, some Facebook, well, not Facebook. So when you Instagram curl and post. bench, when you, bro, GTL, bro, protein. I mean, I, it actually started when Paul, Eli, and myself did some workouts on the beach. Yeah. Oh, then that's was, the. Then I was like, I mean, there's no laundry here, but whatever. No, <laughs> but I mean, you should have been. Y'all should have been wearing them. Like the half shirts from like the. Uh, oh, I was wearing uh, my speedo on the beach. So you were. What are you doing? Are you trying to pretend you're in Brazil or something? Come on. Man. I. Well, it is from. It's my Brazilian speedo. Is it really? Yeah. 
Except uh, what it turned out to was Eli and Paul just making, making the joke. <laughs> no, they didn't make fun of me too much. But every time they introduced me, they called me the Albanian. <laughs> like, like he's Albanian. He's got hair in his chest and he's wearing this. Of course, he's Albanian. <laughs> so that's you just need going. a giant like gold chain or something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I look like Manny Gambor- Gamborian. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're Armenian. I know, and I am oh, Ar- okay. I, and I am half Armenian. My okay. dad's Armenian, so that would actually be a better fit. Yeah, the, yeah. So you should be doing judo. You're in the wrong sport. The, yeah, the Cairo Parisian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I call it Golcore. Chivigian or. So I actually hear the the kids have a have a ro- have arose yeah. have, yeah. have arrived a, a, arisen. They they have arisen and they have arrived. Yeah, and there is a kids. We have kids class now on the Saturday morning. Kids nogi apparently. Kids nogi and then kids kickboxing after that while we're doing. Is there really kids kickboxing? Yeah, there's kids oh, kickboxing oh, okay. at eleven while we do advanced ski. So, I'm, kids program is growing. It is. They, and Coach Victor is back on the floor to some in oh, some capacity. He loves it so much. Raising youth. This is how he gets good at the uh, at jujitsu, man. He beats up kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I um. As you're talking to me off air, I'm uh, I'm actually feeling better now. Uh, I had uh, I don't normally, you know, I'm normally a eat clean kind of guy. And last night I had two spicy oh, those are so chicken good. sandwiches from Chick Fil A. Those with are a good. Large man. Fry. That's a that's a damn good spicy chicken sandwich. And I woke up with my stomach. In a few different twists. And so was it the was it the oil? Like, I think it's the oil. Like okay. when, so when you smell the bag, when you smell the bag, like when when it when you bring because I picked it up because I was picking up food for myself and Victor because we just spontaneous spontan- we just decided to hang out. So we're like, okay, let, let's you know, I'll, I'll treat you dinner, and yeah. so I went to Chick Fil A. And so when it's in the car, it's a cute it's like, little date there. I was like, oh yeah, date night with the bro- oh, the bromance full effect. Shout out to Stacy Thornton because she's always a. A oh, she's, the, she's a, a fan of the romance. I don't think she listens to the podcast, but if no, she ever does. She, she likes gonna, it though. She she, she, she ever does. She, she she mashes it. Is that the term? No, smashes. Mash that like button. Mash that like. Here we go. Mash that subscribe button, please. I'm very behind the times. So she. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, when it's in the car, it's like this smells just like McDonald's or anything else. So oh, there's definitely. Yeah. But it's peanut oil, not, not no hydrogenated fats there. But isn't peanut oil not good for you either? No, you you shouldn't be using seed or. Uh, it's I all mean, about extra virgin olive oil, bro. It's, I mean, it's all about uh, polyunsaturated or saturated yeah, fats. Anyway, none of the none of that mono nonsense. Anyway, my uh, my Ferrari like engine mm. did yeah. not get high performance fuel last night. <laughs> it's got that and the, the eighty seven octane. Clicking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the octane wasn't quite there, <laughs> and my engine's like yeah, cluck, but cluck, okay. Cluck, cluck. I mean, just for the sake of our. Our our standard American audience audience, it was a fucking good ass chicken sandwich though, wasn't it? Didn't you enjoy it? I mean, the first one tasted good. I was so hungry after working out that I got two, and that's usually my downfall. So then I got a second one, and I was three quarters through that, and I was like, oof. So I just it you just, enjoyed the oof though. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed. It's a good I sandwich. was satiated. And I, I I better have had like a caloric surplus that day because I'm always at a caloric deficit. So hopefully. Uh, gets to the gains hopefully i mean you'll it'll i mean you've already taken care of it so you're good yeah you're good it's a good sandwich though so i wish i wish they would go back to making the spicy chicken breakfast biscuit oh 
Yeah. Well, that anyway, that, 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 that's, that's that. So anyway, that's uh, what's going on here. We are expecting a guest. We're. I guess are. I mean, at this point, I mean, I, I told the dude 930. So. Oh, really? Oh, well, there you go. Way late. We will not shout out the guest's name. No. But we will shout out Felix. Oh, here, as you like to call him, German Chris. German Chris. <laughs> let's let's overanalyze. Everything. Let's make snap judgments right away. Not judgments, <laughs> but assessments. Yes. Um, very loyal listener. Very interactive, um, engaged listener. You and he were having some in-depth conversations on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, you, you were like, hey, make sure you answer this guy. We got to engage our audience. I engage the fuck out of him. I know. You're talking, you brought up SPG. Oh, yeah. The I method. The I method, man. Um, engage. Because. Isolate. Isolate. No. Uh, engage engage with introduce. E, so that's yeah. everyone's Whoa, like, that, everyone's that like, say what's got you hard. That's, that's I'm like, engage? Engage? <laughs> that's, so that's what peanut oil does to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so your homeostasis plus peanut oil equals <laughs> me fail English? That's impossible. Um, the, uh, no, I, uh, in, uh, isolate, I- inter- introduce, introduce, isolate, integrate, integrate. There you go. Yeah, and that's and and to to play off of uh, preet a little bit too. A little bit of that isolation portion, along with the um, introduction portion. I think a lot of the people tend to fail on what preet calls the false positive. Oh yeah, you know, or what we would call sort of like progressive resistance. And um, well, the false positive that leads to the false negative. Yes, exactly. The false positive in training against a, a person that doesn't resist at all. Yes, and that then leads to the false negative when you then go you against, get the asshole who yeah. like when you're first introduced any sort of you're going technique. live and then you're trying. Yeah, to Yeah, they're like, oh, this wouldn't work. I would just do this. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, why are you? I'm never training with you again if you do that. But um, yeah, so Felix, he he and I engaged in quite a bit of banter yesterday uh he's he's got a lot really really good training ideas for for a purple belt and i think that's that's good like he i i get the impression he's been training for a number of years i mean he's a purple belt with three stripes so yeah but i mean one of those things like if, if you're i don't know if he's had the luxury of having uh, well i don't know I, I you know i i don't know his training situation but he sounds like a guy who's who's uh probably beyond that i want to i want to make the leap to say he's probably has the time on the mat to be beyond a purple belt. Likely. I mean, and especially anybody who's deep diving that much into mm-hmm. things, like your your mind is already at a place where your technique probably just needs to either catch up or, you know, you're sandbagging a little bit. I mean, like he's talking well, about... Well, sandbag, and, and that might not be of his own intent. You know, yeah, He right. might have not had the opportunity. Or to he just him. doesn't have somebody around to promote him Correct. or whatever the case is, right? So Correct. But hey, man, how much would you charge? A plane ticket over and you'll promote them, right? You're oh, a black belt. No, I have to be a third what, degree. What, oh, no, no. I have to be a third degree if I promote a black belt. Yeah, yeah you can promote a brown. I can promote up to, up to brown. That's yeah. Right. So what are your rates? For I don't your, know. For what's, <laughs> the, what's the going rate for that now? I'll have to. Uh, what's, I mean, is there like an eBay for this where I can check the, 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 the free market? I'm sure there's a website. I mean... Just make an eBay store. PJJ <laughs> 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 <BJJ> Black Belts. <laughs> Fujitsu Black Belts. Um, Comes with a certificate of authenticity. Yeah, I just have to crowdsource the, uh, the whatever the thing that Bell Checker does. 
Oh yeah, have you? <laughs> so that's that's a, that's it's a year old now, belt checker. And I I actually just had my buddy reach out to me and he's like, hey, is this is this worth it? And I'm like, I don't know what sort of like it's it's a weird social sort of I scratch my back you you know or you scratch mine I scratch your it's the whole bell checker thing I thought started off fairly interesting like a a nice little thought experiment I'm not sure how I feel now about what it's become because like what would you take or what would it take for you to be able to actually accurately judge somebody's skill level and rank good photos on the social media profile <laughs> like excellent documentation <laughs> excellent. i guess that, i mean that, is I that mean, what that, that, i mean that's what people that's what their comments are i mean th- that i think you're asking a question that belt checker is not trying to answer what think, do you think they are trying to answer because like i it's well okay i guess i guess they are trying to answer that but it they're not using the standard that necessarily was like before it was IBGJF, right? No, no, no. What I'm saying is early on, there were a lot more. So for those of you who don't know, beltchecker.com is, is a website that was created by it was Christian, a brainchild, of, the brainchild yes. of Christian who, uh, runs BJJ Globetrotters. And the idea being it's a crowdsourced way to verify people's belt ranks. So what happens is, People that are verified, white, blue, per, they each have a point value. So, for example, I, I'm just yeah. Like say, I think mine. I now think I'm that worth I'm ten belt, points as a I'm blue worth belt, like fifty, I think. And you're worth fifty or hundred as yeah, a black some, belt. So, yeah. bottom line is, if you're a verified belt, you can then vouch for the authenticity of someone else's belt. Yeah. And in doing so, whatever points your voice is worth. Because as you get degrees on your black belt, it goes up even more. Yeah, the weight, you know, goes up. They, they get a point total, and to be verified at white, you need a certain point number. To be verified at blue, you need more points. I don't think you need a point number to be like for white. I think it's just a matter of like they verify your identity. Okay, so for yeah, for yeah, white, yeah, you whatever the case is. but for blue, you need to have a point total. Yeah. For purple, you have to have more. For brown, you have to have more, and for black, you have to have more. Now, I'm explaining that just because. What it becomes is you create a profile. It looks like a simplistic it's, social it's media profile. Straight, yeah. And then there's at the top, there's, it looks like the comment section under YouTube, except the comments are from other verified users saying, I vouch for this person, you know. Now, those comments early on used to be more in line with, I've I rolled with, with them. Yeah. I rolled with them at a camp. I saw the person. I have firsthand experience. Yes. You know, legit. Like, yeah. they, I, like I've I've rolled with the person, or I've seen the person teach, or something. Now, there's a lot of just it's solid the, documentation. There's like people that have become yeah. professional moderators, whose job is to just like check people's social media and be like, yeah, it looks legit. You know, I I I only log on every so often when I get a a notification on my email like, hey, somebody has friend requested you or. So there's a friend there's a friend system in there? Yeah. Okay. I never knew that. Yeah, so like I that's thought, the I only thought, time I I, I thought point. you could only like define like academies and I'm a student under that sort of thing. Yes, there's definitely that, but there's there's now a friend system too. Oh, there you go. So, like that's the only time I check it anymore because at first I th- I thought it was 
a very roundabout way of verifying people's belts and whatnot, which, you know, there's like, there's always the talk of like fake black belts and all that sort of nonsense. And that was an interesting way of doing that. Like the, one would think that it is all based upon firsthand knowledge, like you had just talked about. But like you said, now it's become the sort of quid pro quo method of verification where I'm getting random people from like, hey man, great profile. Because I've documented mine, which is kind of nice to actually have to look back and like see when I was belted up for all that sort of stuff. But it's been like, oh, hey man, you know, Will you will you vote for me? I'm like I don't fucking know you. Yeah, you know, why would this I? This is do like that? the old like I follow you. You it's, follow. It's back exactly what we were just talking about last week. You yeah. Know? The the and 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 I know a lot. There's no ill intent behind the the request from these people, but it's just become like I think the the monster has become. Like, it's cheap in the whole. It's definitely it definitely. Now has. it's funny because this was I think made partially at least in response to the IBJJF kicking out. PGJ Globetrotters as a recognized academy because, well, because IBJJF argued that we can't, you know, you, these people aren't aren't actual, like, how do we know if they're actually at this belt rank? Right. That was their response. A lot of people suspected it was because they sat there and they said, we've got way too many people Right. Signing up under BJJ Blowcrowders, if we could break that population up into smaller academy groups, that's more money for us. But like, so, so if I you mean, take that, the that, financial that's component, let's let's look but at. But anyway, the, they created the thing, right? Yeah, they created it, and and, the, and that was like, hey, well, we're verifying these things. Like, yeah. how, this is we're verifying it transparently. Mm-hmm. So that was to a, partially at least to address that. So I, I just want to finish that thought. Go ahead. What were you saying? It's so um, take away the financial. Component. So take away the financial component of it, like of IBGF handling that, right? Mm-hmm. I've always figured like whether somebody claims to be a purple belt under BJ Globetrotters or a blue belt under Globetrotters or other cases, right? If they choose to compete in an IBGF tournament, shouldn't the pressure test speak in and of itself? Right, so like if they're a blue belt and they win a blue belt division as a globetrotter, then so be it. But if they just continue to compete as a blue belt and constantly lose as a blue belt, then they're not a cream of the crop blue belt. So what? For just arguing against BJJ or uh, IBJJF, what does it matter at that point? You know, shouldn't the the results speak for themselves? I guess you've never heard of people sandbagging. It's always people saying that they're higher than they are. People rarely are because of I guess human nature. They're not that they're there are way less people that are gonna be like, I'm gonna stay a white belt and I'm gonna just win world championships every yeah, but, I mean, just, every year for the next ten years. At that point though It's more the I'm a black belt and they're really not a black belt. Yeah, exactly. Because gosh darn it, I'm gonna promote myself on YouTube. Yeah. And everyone's gonna <laughs> the, see the me. first off he promoted himself to a to brown, brown belt. belt. Yeah, yeah, I know. We all know the video we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. <laughs> I, don't I mean, he was kneeling this. and everything. It looked really legit, right? Like, <laughs> Except you couldn't see who he was talking to. An audience of like three people. Yeah. <laughs> so I've started watching... I, I, went, I continue to watch Cobra Kai. Okay. I'm like three episodes or four episodes in. Season... Season one. Season one, okay. It is getting better. Yeah. But there are a lot of references to the movies that I didn't recall off the top of my head. So when the guy showed up to the... 
to the Halloween party dressed up, you know, yeah, as the as a skeleton. I was, I was like, that has to be a callback because you know, I was like, oh, he's gonna be in a Cobra That's Kai not, outfit. So that didn't trigger in your head as an immediate. Well, I just knew when they did slow mo. Okay. It had to be, but I think I just watched. I think I watched Karate Kid when I was such a little kid that I didn't remember things. That's, you that's know, really interesting. That I just remember him, you know, doing the stance and doing the kick and yay. So, what are your iconic memories from Karate Kid? As, a, as a person who's it's not a huge, it's just that he was just getting kicked a lot, and then he he did the funny bird stance, whatever. And yeah. So not the not. Not not him as in a in the shower costume. No, getting beat up by no, skeletons. No, really, that never like I don't remember any of that. I that, would gather, and that I remember the 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 chopsticks and the. Okay, that's it. Really? Yeah. So this, I mean, this is definitely an example of you. I think you are the exception to the rule because I think a lot more people would rem- will remember if I were to wear that. <laughs> I don't that, think I watch. Like, how many times did you say you watched Karate Kid? Oh, less than five in my lifetime. Oh, really? Okay, because I was going to say I've watched it less than five. Because it was always, I mean, as a child, even when I started martial arts, I I could recognize fairly poor martial arts then. And by the time, because I was, what, Karate Kid had come out before I was like the age where I could recognize, or, 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 or when it came out in theaters, I was I was entirely too young to be in a theater watching it. I saw it on VHS or something later on. So my probably first introduction to martial arts movies was more American Ninja, Van Damme movies, Revenge of the Ninja starring Michael Dudikoff. Yeah, starring a Sho Kusugi or his name was. You know, those were my my martial arts movies. And then I hap and then. Upon my maybe my parents deep diving or me getting interested in martial arts, that's when I saw Karate Kid after the fact. So I saw it later on than it would have been an early, you know, what year? It was eighty six. I was four years old. There's no way I watched that when I was four. I remember watching it on, you know, on network TV on Saturday and Sundays. It'd be like movies on at eighty four. Like, so I was two when this movie came out. I was negative one. Yeah. So movie. like it, it wasn't a. By the time I was old enough, the social impact of it was well past in terms of teenagers relating to it on like, a, I'm being bullied, I feel like an outcast level, or I'm an outsider, whatever the case is, you know. And I was watching it purely as a martial arts movie, so the iconic moments in it stick out more to me than the message behind it. And I, at that time, I was able to recognize, like... <laughs> This fighting sucks, you know. Yeah, it's it, terrible. I mean, I, but that—that that to me, it's not—that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie the is not that, the court. Yeah, I know. I I know that now. Oh. I mean, I know that as an adult. I just yeah. I just I just watch it, and it's just again. I I I think back to. The, it's hard for me to characterize it, but it's that whole like. Maybe it's portraying a reality that exists in certain social spheres but i i just just like we talk about like the stepford wives like you go to baldwin park and you're like oh it's the stepford wives town yeah. because of the houses are are, like are a foot curated, away from, you know. yeah i get the feeling with this in its own way it's like this is this world that i i've never experienced like I, i've i've traveled around and i i you know i'm i'm i don't you never there's plenty of things i haven't barrios experienced. of la there are plenty of things, yeah. There are plenty of things. 
you know, I have not experienced. I'm not, I'm not, well, you know, I'm not claiming to be um, the most interesting man in the world yet. You know, when I'm 80 and I'm drinking my Dos Equis, then maybe I will. But <laughs> the point is, is the environment and the types of people that are portrayed mm. are either people and environments that I just can't identify with at all. Or did you go to public school? They're vastly overly dramatized and caricatures of reality. Like the nerd table. Like that was I thought vastly like that that's like such a caricature of what we're yeah, nerds uh, agreed, are. And then the right? mean like, girls are such character caricatures. The of mean girls, girls especially they did they, they they ripped that straight out of mean girls. Mean girls. Yeah. It it appeared that way. Whereas like the other I mean the nerd table I felt as though it was fairly, I mean, like, I sat at the fucking nerd table, you know, like, there were, there were definitely, like, are, are you saying that in your experience, there were not cliques that only isolated to their own no, 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 sort no. of I'm microcosms? Just saying, I'm just of, saying that they, they, I think, I think I would have felt it was a little more believable if they had just ratcheted down, they, they took the cliched elements of those social groups and that environment and they cranked it up a little too much for my taste okay. where it, it took it beyond real but again maybe it's my lack of experience you know because that whole encino valley kind of thing right. like i just maybe that maybe that's totally on point i've never been to encino valley but yeah, it just I seems like that. i mean but it you just can, seems but you so went to a public high school right like you you mean to tell me that that you bro, bro. That, I was homeschooled. Oh my man! Life. Okay, but I'll have to actually, I, I, but I ask you about that. Too. However, I, you know, that that means I wasn't completely isolated from those schools. I did go to those. I did go to, you know, primary. Well, whatever it's called, elementary school, middle yeah. school, for various activities. Okay, so you, you were know. integrated socially. I integrated socially. I played on the the high school tennis team. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I I got a taste. I wasn't embedded. You know, I only saw glimpses. I, w- I would say you you probably missed out on that in the, in the effect of it's a little bit more pronounced than I'm thinking. Yeah, is. yeah, for sure. Okay, and that's and that's a that's a Fair debate enough. that Stacy and I come constantly. I mean, we're both products of public education, and we we grapple with it. See it there. I see what you just did. Um, every every day. Now that we're we're near the age of deciding on where we want to send Connor, is like, do we homeschool him? Do we private school him, or do we public school him? So I'm I'm a firm believer of it's more important to stress education at home and that that sort of thing, and let everything else kind of fall into place. I mean, I think homeschooling is amazing. Yeah, I would do it again if I could. But I'm the first to recognize that there are a lot of people that game the system when it comes to homeschooling. I know, I mean, I know of a lot of people that are, that, uh, at families, families that have uh, child athletes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they use homeschooling as a way to subvert, you know, actually going to school and and getting educated and, and giving them more, giving that child more time to train their sport. Yeah. I also know that homeschooling is used by um, more religious families to... Yeah, we didn't come from monkeys, man. 
yeah, to sub, you know, to to you know, to to potentially avoid you know what exposure you, to to ideas that you might see in yeah. public school potentially. Um, so I, I've seen honestly, I've seen more examples of homeschooling not working than working, and I and and I was the first guy that that. God, you know, the, you talk about a question that I would just get all the time that would just just start to irritate me after a while. After years and years, I was like, oh, you're homeschooled. Do you have any friends? You know, and... Did you, did you really ask that a lot? Get all the on? time. All the time. Not now, because I'm, I'm an adult. Yeah, and, and you, my yeah. education didn't come up. But all the way up, hmm. you know, through college and probably just after, when education was more... I mean, certainly in high school and stuff. But yeah, do you have any friends? And, you know, it's just, it was one of those things. And and, and I've said the only, the only thing I missed out on was emotional intelligence when it comes to girls and relationships. That was the only thing, that was the only thing I was behind on. In terms of social interactions, I was able to get social interactions, plenty of other avenues. Yeah. I was I mean, active in sports. sports. Right. My 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 mom did make sure I t- I participated in, in activities like I I took part in gym class at my local school for years and years, and that really I mean that 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 probably helped. In, how did that, least, I wonder how that works? Like you you sort of like registered the child. No, so I, at, at the electives? time the state of Maine actually had a law, and I don't know if it's still in effect that a homeschooler could participate could certainly participate in school sports. In the district that they live, so th- there were there was there was some um, some rules or laws that that made sure homeschoolers were not isolated. Yeah, I, I'm prevented. very certain there's something in Florida like that because there was a girl. There's some schools. There's some states that don't allow homeschooling. Really, or at least there there were when I grew up, and Maine was one That's of them that allowed. Really strange. So it's like, interesting. I can't even imagine like so, not allowing a parent to choose to raise their child and educate their child how they mm-hmm. would like to. That's where that conservative in me comes out a little bit. Like Liberty, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I'm like, that's a little weird. So, so certainly sports were kind of my avenue, but I had plenty of ways to interact with people and, and be friendly. Now, granted, I think growing up in the country did affect me, but I think that was that's different... It wasn't the homeschooling that I grew up in the country in a rural area. And I think when you grow up in a rural area, you learn to like entertain yourself. Exactly. Right. Like, like I would, I would make maps of the forest, you know, you know, and and, 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 and build, you know, and take and take rocks and make little fort walls. So if anybody attacked, I could go hide behind them, you know, and and just a lot of imagination. That brings out um, kindergarten cop. Yeah, kid, like, did you have a tinfoil hat to keep the bad people away? I didn't have that. <laughs> I, I, that that kind of thinking never was in my in my in, that never influenced me. So, so yeah, I, I think being homeschooled and being growing up in the country had an effect on me. Whereas if I was in an urban environment, I would have us. I would have developed other. I would have had experience in other things and developed other skills. But certainly, I think being homeschooled and not being in a public school setting, especially in high school, for hours each day for years and years did make me, um, what's the word, when you're behind your... Um, Deficit? 
or De- deficit. It's like when someone's t- when. Oh, you need like remediation. Re- yeah, yeah, like remedial. Basically, I need remedial. Mer- remedial. Oh remedial. man, that chicken sandwich has got you yeah, all fucked up. Remedial uh, training when it came to girls. Really? Yeah. So when I entered college, I was way more naive than a typical. Did freshman. you like punch them in the arm and then run away? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that. Just, in terms of how to handle, so and and honestly, like of all the drawbacks, like I'll take that drawback. And, and in a weird way, you know, I think it was probably good that not in a weird way. I mean, I, looking I back, it was good that the sort of self-directed learning I'd imagine lends itself to your entrepreneurship and your time management quite a bit more. You know, like because you, I mean, homeschooling in my case definitely developed my ability to teach myself stuff mm-hmm. which, which is very evident is a hugely your, your jiu-jitsu hugely journey. valuable when it comes to being in college and yeah, learning in a workplace right because you go from structure 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 to essentially be your own boss when you're in college right when i would say a large proportion of college students new college students do not have the discipline or skills to manage their time there's in fact there's a debate you know in the in the academic community that i've heard about when i was in school about should should universities make um the science of learning a class around the science of learning mandatory for freshman students so that they learn how brains work that should be introduced to, earlier than college. Probably. Right. Sure. But like, there's a, but that, that, and, and a lot of times, what are university professors going to say? This should have happened earlier on. Yeah. You know? that's, I mean, what do math professors complain about? The kids' logic skills are underdeveloped. Why? Because school before that, you know, yeah, the public yeah, ed- yeah. education system <laughs> let them down kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But I think um, just to, to put a bow on the, on the homeschooling thing, in my case, it worked really well, in my opinion. It just, but I had, you know, parents, especially my mom, who was extremely committed to it and, and sacrificed a, a hell of a lot of time is, and love. She and sacrificed wanna, love. She provided love. And if yeah. you want to use the, you know, the modern term now, empathy, you know, because I was, a, I, you know, I, I misbehaved. I took advantage of the fact she was my mother, you know, in, in the sense of, you know, the threat was I'll send you to school. <laughs> I mean, I, no, I, really? I'd have my mom crying. She's like, I don't get paid to put up with this shit, you know? Really? Because I've been That's misbehaving, a, you know? And I'll just send you to you school. You were a that misbehaving child? Absolutely, I'd misbehave as a child. Were you, you, know? were you misbehaving as a child or were you being a child? There's a difference, right? Because like, I see this Probably all Probably a little now. bit of both, but I, I actually got to the point, like, even as a... God, I couldn't be more than, like, 10, where I knew that I'd crossed the line and I'd try to lawyer my way back, back to the other side of the line, you know? <laughs> but the thing that my mom did, which is so amazing, was she was, she would spend hours and hours upon end to take a very unorthodox curriculum and write it in a way, in a standardized, organized manner so that the state of Maine's education department could make sense of it and say, yes, this meets the standards for Passing fourth grade, passing fifth grade, passing fifth grade. How do you feel that sort of self-directed, unorthodox 
types of type of learning. Obviously, it's lent itself to your jujitsu, right? Where you have an idea of how I can learn this better, and in in my conversation with Felix, we we both recognize that. I mean, you just said it yourself. There should be a class for students, uh, freshmen in college, or even later on higher belts in jujitsu, where you should be taught how to learn, right? Is it's different in a sense that with the commercialization of jujitsu, obviously it's a, it's a product and I'm expected to just pay and consume and come and you just give me the product and that's it. In your foundations class, how much of, guys, this is what the expectation is, you know, you will have to learn a little bit on your own outside of just the the 30 minutes that you get here on the mats and then a little bit of live rolling. You know, like how much of it is, it, or, or, or is it more like you approach it from a foundations class of like jo- how John Danher says he's, He's a hyper conservative when it comes to fundamental stuff, but a libertarian when it comes to advanced intermediate when you're quote expressing yourself in jujitsu. So I think I feel like it's weird for me to say, because part of me doesn't want to agree, doesn't want to say this, but I, I do think there's something different about, about learning the subjects you learn in school and learning jujitsu. How so? Because I think one, the former, what you learn in school is is part of the formation of a young mind and a maturing mind and the introduction of concepts that we kind of collectively have deemed as good bits of information for for a young person to know like foundations of logic arithmetic um, some basic knowledge of history uh, language skills for communication and jiu-jitsu could be used as a metaphor to teach all those things but you almost need the concept of language to know jiu-jitsu well you need the concept of language in order to be taught jiu-jitsu yeah you need the concept of language to understand the system of jiu-jitsu because jiu-jitsu could be expressed as a language you need logical skills to enjoy to so i, I just so you I, think I, that jiu-jitsu I, is a little bit higher up the i think Maslow's so but I, I, yeah I, I think so but i think you could i mean i think jiu-jitsu i think learning a sport seriously at a young age is nothing but beneficial to a person i don't think you know young person needs to be in class learning the ABCs, one, two, threes, and history, and some biology, and then go, you know, then learn jujitsu when they're sixteen or fourteen or whatever the age is that they, you know what I mean? Like I don't think it's like that, but I, you know, I just think about how when I went to college and I was in a structured class for the first time, that I was we were like, what the fuck is this? Um, that was when I was in the pool on my first day and there are all these hot girls around and I was like, oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> there's a country boy is in the, you know, 
However, and I'm in Florida. Did you have your stick with like, with like the sack on the end? Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Corn cob pipe. Exactly. Got a piece of grass in my, in my you know. your, your overalls with with the pant leg rolled up. Exactly. Um. No, but I remember just how disappointed I was, and how sad I was, because I was like, instead of learning. I'm being taught to do the bare minimum to complete tasks. Learning is no longer the priority. And I unfortunately think this is what people experience their entire life in public education. Because the concept of homework is that. Now contrast this with what I experienced, which was... Now this was not every day, because most days it was like, I have to do, you know, X, Y, and Z... To be, you know, these are the yeah. what I have to do. But there were times where I would get into something. Oftentimes it would be in math related because I, I had a predisposition or an inclination to enjoy math. You know, I enjoyed that stuff. And my mom would wipe the rest of the slate clean and allow me to pursue that to its end and finality and not obligate me to do the history or the right, language right. or the whatever other thing. Because she wanted me to complete that exploration. When I came to college and I saw that that didn't exist because the idea is, well, I got five or, you know, four or five classes. I just got to get what I need out of this in order to knock this off and then keep going. So let me it ask you, though. It was very much a like, letdown. I can see you now that, like, for example, you've, I mean, of course, you're, you know, 10 years past that. Actually, probably 15 years past that at this point, right? Yeah. Where, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you've chosen, just from, I'm relating it back to jiu-jitsu, you know, we were talking the other day about lapel guard and, mm-hmm. you know, your guard passing and you sort of deep dive into these things and, and make it your own kind of exploration. Did you do that when you were in college with these other things that... I couldn't. Because you had, because you had other, you had energy, only so much energy, a finite amount to direct towards this that like, because I had a certain amount of time in the day, a certain number of hours I needed to sleep. And this is what I was being asked of for my professors mm. to get an A. And I mean, I mean, I didn't have grades really per se. My, my mom never graded me. In fact, she asked me, what do you think is a good grade? You know, and I would say A for this, A for this. And for the stuff I thought it was shitty, I'd say, you know, C, hmm. you know. Do you think so or think that? Because that wasn't, because it was funny for me. Grades was not a judgment. It was like, be honest. How good do you think you are with this? So, yeah, there's, and there's a fine line between judgment versus assessment. Yeah. And if you ask me like, okay, you know, how would you, you know, rate your half guard or something? I'd probably say, you know, B, B plus, you know, how would you rate your single leg? B, B. I'm just saying that because I know black belts are going to do it better, you know? That's probably the highest grade I'll get. Okay, Let, let's change it. Specialists would do it better. Yeah. So actually, let's change yeah, it. Like Let, we need let's to change it. That. Let's say let's just say blue belt at the blue belt level. Right? Yeah. We, like how would your peers? Yeah. How would do you that? A yeah. half guard. I say my half guard is like maybe a minus single leg X a minus. Mm-hmm. You know, um, guard passing C plus. You know what I mean? But that's not someone telling me. That's just me assessing. A, and I think though, because. Just leading to that. That's an interesting... Is I there, never thought of it that way. Is there too much external validation that's being sought in jiu-jitsu 
and traditional actually i mean jujitsu i don't know if you did you read that thing that i that link that i sent you from jason Robillard, sort of like kind of blog about try how traditional martial arts don't fit with modern no, martial I did not arts see no. that. I did not see that. and there's a lot of external validation that's sought with pupils in the traditional martial arts system where i must perform to this level and i will be awarded this mm-hmm. rank right and a lot less introspection and self-assessment that's involved. So perhaps the traditional martial arts model, which is now heavily ingrained in jiu-jitsu, is a little bit too much. We, we need to, and that's where Jason kind of talked about how Jason Jason Robillard. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's the guy, he was like a barefoot okay. runner guy and and now he's a brown belt, owns his own gym out in Colorado, which I will visit at one point once COVID's gone. He's the one with the, he had the chicken shirt, right? Yeah, yeah, El Diablo Combatives. El Diablo yeah, Combatives, man. there you go. The, uh, the El fighting, Pollo Diablo. The, the fighting rooster. Uh, he, you know, he kind of talks about how, like, instead of approaching jujitsu from the standpoint of there's this, like, higher power, this, this, person that we either idolize or whatever disseminating knowledge and passing judgment and and uh, approaching things from more of like a tribe-like perspective where we're all working together and helping each other and and we all have a common goal there's a little bit of a hierarchy just because right that's how life gets things improve is by way of competition and and it forces you to self-assess and there's a lot less of the Oh, now I bestow upon you this sort of like secret knowledge, and a lot of it is just self-directed learning and and discovery. Perhaps that's the way we should kind of go, and and get away I from think, this traditional I, martial yeah. arts model of like there's this there's only this one all-knowing, all-seeing, deified source of knowledge, and anything else. There's there's a, I mean, part of this is just practicality i mean if you just think about just on a broad sense like education in general you know i'm i'm very much a believer that you know obviously i'm i'm biased too but that what i experienced was was awesome in terms of development i know people that went to traditional schools that are highly intelligent brighter than me you know extremely disciplined, um, extremely cultured. Um, granted, these are like children of diplomats and stuff, you know, so, mm-hmm. I, you know, the education that they were exposed to was also probably had its own uniqueness, but they were at least with groups. I, the, the thing is, is I don't think it's possible, it's certainly not sustainable for every parent to teach their child, nor is every parent qualified or have the energy or interest to teach yeah. their child, right? And I look at children and I think their imagination and fascination to learn is killed by the public school system in the worst, in the worst cases. Yes, yes. And I think far too often, I think that happens a lot more than we'd like, than we'd like anywhere. Um, But, you know, I look at what, you know, you know, Paul and Sarah are in the Grand Canyon and Sarah's two kids are there 
and they're getting to see the Grand Canyon explore and, and the kids like that and they're being exposed to this, that to me is nothing but positive for the development of a child. Absolutely. And that doesn't have to be necessarily in a chair with 20 other kids looking at a, at a whiteboard and, and learning the same lessons. And, and I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think each kid is going to have, each child is going to have a predisposition to follow something. And if we can foster that, then that child is going to get farther in the education, in, in, in educating him or herself because they have an interest or interest that are driving them that will then make them interested to learn all the auxiliary things. Ah, so let us look at that and just looping back to Felix a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference between skill and technique development versus expression of that skill and technique. And there, Say that again? There's a, there's a huge difference between skill and technique development. Okay. And? Versus the individual's expression of said skills and techniques. Okay. So what are the minimum, minimum skills and techniques necessary for education, for athletics, for jujitsu? I know, see, I'm just looping it back to jujitsu here. You know, because quite frankly, not a lot of people have the opportunity that, like, for example, Sarah and Paul right now are, are doing with the, mm -hmm. their kids to, to go and to take explore their kids the Grand Canyon. Yeah, take their kids out of school for... You know, a couple of days, where mm -hmm. the cases, and and go to one of the most awe-inspiring places ever. You know, um, obviously, basic skills. I mean, they could have just watched it on on TV and just bro. talked about it, right? Yeah. Like they they could have done that too. I mean, but the, but to and it's not to disparage. That's that's just the only thing that's available to some people, right? But is sure. it? It's up to the teacher or the proctor, moderator, whatever the disseminator of information and, and the uh, facilitator of learning to engage that student's mind, to ask them the right questions that will force that child or student just in general to want to learn more, right? So it's a matter of how is the, not just how are the questions being presented to the students, but how are how 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 is just the the idea of whether or not this is fun whether or not this is worth learning the the value of what the actual information is is being presented to the child right like cuz at the end of the day the the student has to sell themselves on wanting to learn whatever it is they is being presented to them uh the the facilitator can only present that in a uh, digestible interesting fashion and obviously public school <laughs> love it or hate it is, is you know they 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 force the sort of like idea of equality on things i'm shaking the hell out of this table aren't i too but i apologize i'm hoping this. it doesn't pick up the the the, the vibration vibrations. doesn't get picked up if, here i mean granite, granite transmits uh, sound waves fairly oh well i hope so i hope not but you know obviously the uh, the public educational system tries to be equitable but ends up settling on equality oftentimes and well i mean you asked a question at the beginning which was what are the base foundational skills that need How to red be am I getting right now not that red really i mean my body's just like 
calories. <laughs> I think so. I can only relate it to what to my development because I don't have experience as uh, I haven't studied teaching. I haven't studied. I only know collo- like not anecdotal, but only peripheral information when it comes to the science of learning and how the brain works. But I feel like in terms of athletics, what are the base athletic skills? I think one answer would be CrossFit because CrossFit at least markets itself. Now, let, let's, just, let's just assume what their marketing is correct, okay? Because right. people will argue that. But, I, you know, one of my, one of my buddies uh, is huge into CrossFit. Like way up there. The Spanish dude? The Spanish dude. Yeah. El Coach Nono. Check him out. At El Coach Nono on Instagram. Uh, super up there. I mean, he's, he's, he is, I was watching the CrossFit games and guess who's like watching one of the, ath- like Rich Froning or not Froning. Who's a new guy? Uh, anyway. Matt, Matt, yeah. Matt Chan or I don't know. There's just- yeah. Anyway, you know, who's watching, who's, who's like in the row with one of the athletes making sure they do the reps right? Well, him. They flew, really? They flew him all the way wow. from Spain. So, so he, he, yeah, he's, he, he was one of the no rep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, he, he would say if you took all the sports and you drew a Venn diagram with all those sports, the intersection of those sports would be CrossFit. So CrossFit and CrossFit's goal is to grow that base wider and wider. But we only have so much energy and so much. I mean, obviously that's an ideal. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you the yeah, idea and yeah, I'm not yeah. even going to argue that idea because yeah. that, that in and of itself is debatable. Right. Right. Do we really need to do power cleans? Do we really need to do sir, any exercise? You could say, do we really need it? Right. Right. You know, does this, how much really does it lend itself to getting you, better at this? And, yeah. I get that. But let, let's assume that, that CrossFit encompasses, the basic movements, athletic movements, that, and, and, and yeah, and techniques, you need to have base athleticism. Athleticism that's not directed towards any sport-based skill. Yes. Yeah, sport-specific. Sport-specific yeah. skill. And then you develop that sport-specific skill. That's not how I got, that's not how, I don't think anyone gets into a sport that's good at it. Right. They fall in love with the sport, and then if they go far enough, they say, I need to train okay, to, to strengthen condition to right, supplement. Right. And then I learned that. Yes. And that's where I, it, just to, to your point though, like we, we just hit the nail on the head, right? Supplement, right? So, and what is the idea of a supplement? It's to fill cracks, not canyons. And I feel as though is CrossFit, I mean, I'm, I'm just using your example, is CrossFit providing the trainee with enough basic skill to fill that canyon i would argue no again i, I i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna say for the sake of the argument let's just say yes because that's not to me the argument okay the argument is we talked about the you know what are the base skills people need to know as an athlete i'm saying that question should not be asked if we want to foster and encourage people to follow what interests them. What they should do is fall in love with the sport first, and then after they develop the love for it, they're going to have a recognition that they need to do the supplemental base work right, right. to supplement oh, okay, the skill. So, that's interesting. so what I'm saying is the progression is not, is not in the fashion that a, that a 
scientists might say, the scientists might say they need to learn the base athletic movements. Right. Then they learn the specific movements, and that's the progression logically. That might be the that's logical like, like progression. like GPP, right? Like uh, when you join the military. Exactly. but if, very if, basic level of fitness. But if you want to... If you want to develop the most athletes, you let them have fun. You let them yeah. be happy. You let them enjoy. That You let them play. And then once they play, then they get engaged and they stay with something. And then they want to get better at it. And then they start exploring, how do I get better at it? And that's when you can start going back to the, the base stuff that you wanted. So this is where, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll be damned. I want to mention Preet again. He's going to be my, like, Matt he's, Thornton. He's your Thornton, right? Is that he, he what, what do I do with new students? I teach them, you know, arm bars and chokes like the UFC because that's what they see on TV and that engages. That exactly. So I, I can see the logic. So, but my point is you let them play. You let hmm. them fall in love. And then they are going to be asking for what they didn't want if you offered yeah. it to him at the beginning. So that's, that's super interesting, right? Because I'm at a crossroads now, which I just mentioned earlier to you and to Victor. I'm in, you know, Connor's at an age now. And I, I, I've, you so desperately want to be Henner Gracie with his kids. Like, I, I, you know, I, like I was watching bar. Gracie <laughs> fully proved this morning, man. <laughs> but it's so, it's, you know, Paul said something to me, or not something to me, he addressed the entire class when it was, when we used to mix kids' promotions with adult promotions. And he said, you know, I can wait till you're 16 to make you, to to work you to death and make you hate jujitsu and hate me. But like right now for the kids, my job is to make you love jujitsu, right? And that that really struck a chord with me in having been raised, being taught traditional martial arts where it's very militaristic. It's a top-down approach of what I what I say is what you do and, you know, everything's like super organized and stuff. And the idea of play as a, as a form of engaging a student is very foreign to me. And it appears as though that that's something that's not nearly as foreign to you, having probably been homeschooled. Like, Absolutely. how did you even discover tennis? Was this just something that you... Like, I think you have to be, like, forced to do things, and then... Or not forced to given the opportunity to try. There's a difference, right? Yeah, but I, I didn't know it existed, so I was just taken there. Wait, but that's being forced to do it. Semantics. I don't think, yeah. I'm not using the word forced as strongly as probably you have it in your mind. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you will. Yeah. You know, like the, no, the, I mean, the when was, it came to tennis, it was, there was, the, you know, uh, the, you know, tennis is probably a lot like jujitsu back then. There weren't many people that taught tennis, well, especially in Maine. Like okay. in Maine's not a tennis place, so not a, you know, not a you're tennis, in a small, uh, you're a small area. It's not in the Maine. mecca of tennis. No. So there's maybe one or two people that coach tennis that were tennis coaches. Sure. And at that time, I think there was just one. His name was Eric. He came into the health food store where my mom worked. And was it like Chamberlain's? Like, like when I think of health food store, that's what comes Smaller to mind. than that. And then me and my mom were at Frankie's. I think that's the name. Getting a sandwich, which is just a little sandwich shop. Does it still exist? And I don't think so. Oh, I was like, I'd like to go to Frankie's yeah. one day. And then she uh, and th then Eric came in. And was like, Hey, good to see you, Marianne. And oh, you know, you bring Noah in. I, there's a there's a class on Saturday. You know, and I was seven. Yeah. I went in. It was a group class. There was nobody there, so it was just me. Group class for tennis. Yeah. I, that's that's very counterintuitive. Oh, it's I all group classes. Is it really? Oh yeah. 
all group classes. I, maybe private I sort of like, I mean, th- it, it's just like it would be just like jujitsu in terms of number really? of people. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And nobody showed up. It was just me, so I got a free private lesson. Yeah. And I got the old. He's a natural. He's a natural. <laughs> so <laughs> funny to say. My, my best friend Andrew. You slammed he, the table. So if you heard that, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it didn't happen with me because I'm definitely not a natural at anything. But um, my buddy, uh, my best friend Andrew, he's he's got his kid in karate, right? Like he's three. He's six months older than Connor, <laughs> doing karate, and <laughs> he's like, you know, Lucas. <laughs> This kid's got it. He is a natural. You know, he's three. He might be ready for the four-year-old class. Oh. And so, sure enough. Oh. Guess what Lucas started this week? Four-year-old. Four-year-old class, right? Hey, Dad, why don't you hop on the mat? Maybe just try on this game. Mind you, Andrew's done martial arts as long as I have. He's actually probably a blue belt level in jiu-jitsu before he quit. Um, Try on this key, you know. Wouldn't it be fun if you and your son did this together? Like, Andrew, you ain't falling for this shit, right? He's like, yeah, but Lucas really enjoys it. So I'm like, I, as long, you foster the, the child's interest, right? Like, you, that's what you got to do. Yeah, so I, I mean, I liked it, and my mom saw that I liked it, so I came back, and I enjoyed it. Nice. So I, I, it's weird, because I do, there were things that I did that I didn't like, but I'm appreciative that my parents made me do them. And tennis not being one of them because you tennis was not. Did one you of them. grab like you were like this is awesome? I'm gonna fucking hit this I ball with this remember. racket. I, I just I just had fun with it. it, was, it you had yeah. fun with it. I had fun with it. Yeah. Nice. And you know I I I don't know how I developed my competitiveness, but I'm definitely competitive. It's I'm that I don't know where where yeah, that came like, from. But my my example is like there are two things like when I was seven. No, when I was 12, and we're going to have to shut this down soon. When I was 12, you know, I have family, especially on my father's side, throughout the world. And because I'm homeschooled, we, it's not like I have to miss school. Yeah. Like, I can be taught on the road. So I think that was a big part of my education. I was able to see places at a young age. I was able to see so India. Just out of curiosity. By the, by the time you I was actually doing homeschooling while you were on the road? Yes. That's a so that that takes a lot of discipline on your mom's. Part. Oh yeah, or, or I mean, whoever, we brought the I, books. I your like the dad, books yeah. came. Like that's awesome, right? Like, yeah. and that's where. So my, but the thing is, is to teach someone in first through fourth grade or kindergarten, you don't need to do. It was after fourth grade that things started to get a little. If you look at what's a little required, bit more defiant. Yeah, I no, guess. no, 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 not for me. But in terms of what's needed to be, what's what do you need to learn at that level? Like even through eighth grade, it's not that much stuff. It's shocking how long. You spend they, on in, in school sitting around to do the stuff that you have to do. Now, granted, if you're if you're one on one, you can advance at the speed that you're going at. Many times will be faster. Sometimes so it'll are be you slower. saying the the entire public school system? I mean, I'm I'm speaking very 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 painting a very extremely wide brush. inefficient time wise. But that's not that's not their fault because when you have 25 kids in a class, I mean, what speed do you go at? What's we do you it, got? So like this is a. But here's the thing: they're kids; they're not adults. So for you to say I go at the med- at the average, that's 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 now that's we're dealing with leaving behind. Yeah, now <laughs> like, we're dealing with ethics here. Like, yeah. we're talking about a kid who doesn't know any better yet. Like right. an adult, you can say, "Hey, Mister Smith." Right? Yeah, Mister yeah, Smith, yeah, you like, come to jujitsu twice a week, and everybody else is coming four days a week. We assume that, so you better 
touch up things on your own. Or you just college student. Yeah. You need to touch. Up. I get that. When you're an, a, a six year old or a seven year old, you know that. That's why I said I think ideally you, each student gets individual attention and goes at his or her own pace. But realistically, that's impossible because we don't have that. Maybe in the future we're gonna have robot teachers. And there'll yeah. be a robot teacher tutor for every student. Who knows? Yeah, it's called an it's called an iPad, right? Like oh, where there's Jesus. a lot of self directed <laughs> learning scary. and these modules, right? <laughs> oh, like Jesus. and you you finish the module at your own pace. So this is interesting too because Felix, love you, Felix. You're you're my new you're my new talking point. Um, he asked me a question, a very very interesting question, and he said, "How long do you spend on a topic?" Mm-hmm. You know, and. Just lately, the way Paul's approached things is he's, he says, you know, like, this is our curriculum. It's a four-week thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through this progression and sequence. We have a mesocycle. <laughs> yeah, we basically do, right? <laughs> and if you miss it, you miss it. And it's, it's, up on, it's on you to either catch up and play makeup or just figure it out as we go. Yes. But the assumption is we're dealing with adults and ad- intermediate advanced jujitsu students. Is that the assumption? Yeah. Is that is that not the case? Oh, because Paul doesn't teach fundamentals or right. found, found uh, well, you're teaching fundament, found, fundamentals, <laughs> um, fundamentals. So I, I yeah, I, I guess I can't speak for. Well, I, I'm comparing that class. to like kids in school in public school. Like that's right. that, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, you are dealing with adults, and and I don't know what the the structure is for the the actual kids class mm-hmm. here. So to answer Felix's question, you know, I I I did my sort of like half-assed answer of like I myself because I deal with a much smaller class load in the, the 6 a.m. classes, I'm able to cater ex- exactly to my audience and what they need mm-hmm. at that moment. And then, but Paul obviously does not have that luxury since he's got hundreds upon hundreds I, of students. I guess, I guess the only thing I, I kind of wanted to say was like, was there, like I can think of a couple times where I, I, like I traveled enough as a kid, more so than the average for the American, I would say, that... I developed a phobia of teaching. So a phobia of teaching? No, excuse me, of, of traveling. Okay. Of traveling. And, you know, when I was 12 and we had another trip coming, I, I, was, just, I was crying. I was like, I don't want to leave home because we're going to be gone for like two to three months, you know? Really? Yeah. So, and... and Two to three months at a time? Yeah, in this case. So, wow. Yeah, because this was going to um, Singapore, Kuala Lumpur... Calcutta, India, all, all this stuff. Incredibly. So, huh? Incredibly. Incredibly. So, and that's a separate story. But, like, I, but I'm looking back, I'm glad that I was forced to do something because I didn't want to do that. Right. But I'm, I'm appreciative that I did because I had all that life experience at a young age that people even my age now haven't experienced. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing, as insignificant as it seems, is my dad, when I was young, made me twice a week take out the encyclopedia, which we had an actual physical encyclopedia. Like the, the world and book. transcribe two pages worth in cursive to practice my cursive writing. So what that means is I had to write two full single-space pages of cursive writing, and he just suggests I transcribe from the encyclopedia. So I would, I would read, I'd go to T in tennis, Tennis is a sport, and just and copy that for two pages. I hated that. I absolutely. I, you appreciate I, it now. I appreciate the fact that he made me do that, and it wasn't much. You know, it, like th- that, oh yeah, that, in the that, grand scheme of things, that's, that's it a, wasn't much. But I do think 
it's um, a sucking it up thing. yeah and doing things and my mom was has always been great about saying to me she's like son she's always first to say follow your bliss Super Eastern philosophy, but yes, go on. Very much from Joseph Campbell. That yeah. was work. And, but with any job, there are going to be parts of a job you don't enjoy doing. Sure. Right? The question, obviously, how much of your day-to-day yeah, is like that? Yeah, like what do you balance And that's as we become adults. Like, oh, do I quit my job or not? Like, yeah. I, you know. So I do think, for me, and again, I'm, I'm hugely partial. I think a child needs to be given some discipline and, and forced to do things they dislike. Nothing that's going to be harmful for them, something that's constructive, but they may not see it right in that moment. Like, I don't, I don't, like, just I'm the all same for, as a jiu-jitsu student, I'm, I'm all, Yeah, I'm, I'm all right? for play yeah. and all that, but there also has to be some, like, no, no, I'm telling you to do this because I know it's good for you. The question is, what's that ratio of play to mandated yeah. discipline? That's up to, for me, whatever, they, whatever happened to me, I think was okay, but... You know, someone that would had a more disciplined upbringing might think that's more normal if they came right. up. You know, so that but that you that you need the yin and the yang for that. So questions to ponder as you're about to teach. So now you're going to think, how much do I let them play? No, today's how- going to make everybody throw up. All right, way to go, brother. That's the, no today's. I I've already. I know you've already you've already I've already re- set that stage. You've already put it out there. So I'm, today's going to cool be pummeling to takedowns. To live rounds with I'm, no I'm, rest. I'm cool with that. We'll so see who's out we'll, there. We'll, we'll see how much that chicken sandwich comes out. So Well, hopefully it came out the end it should have come out. <laughs> yeah, that would be ten. <laughs> that would be a super trainee <laughs> or a coach. And, and then we're okay. <laughs> but the uh So guys, um before we go, remember check out our sponsor, Crown Rash Guards. They make durable, awesome beautiful rash guards. Rash guards. Minimalistic, simplistic design. They're ranked. So if you want to show off your rank, you can do that. But I've been wearing mine for well over a month Yours now. Yours all black, right? Mine's the all black, yeah, and it looks brand new. And we're actually going to compare it to a brand new one that's going to come yeah. in the mail. And, and we'll, we'll see do, if we can we'll, tell I'll, the difference. Control. I'll, I'll, I'll label them. You turn around. Oh, or, you know, we'll, we'll do the whole control. I don't know if we're going to do that. But anyway, check them out. It's www.crownrashguards.com. Guys, I didn't say at the opening. It's important. Use our promo code BREWS, B-R-E-W-S, and get 20% off your next order. That's crownrashguards.com. Promo code BREWS. You can also uh, see them Instagram, Facebook, at Crown Rash Guards. Guys, like, subscribe, share, tell a friend. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. And subscribe on all of them. <laughs> yeah, subscribe on all of them. Subscribing is great for Play us. Play them on as many devices as you can. Oh, wow. Different that's IP little, addresses, that's please. A, that's a little, little <laughs> overkill. But, um, subscribing is definitely helpful because not only is it helpful for us because it gives a consistent, it gives a good read on our audience, but two, anytime we, we drop something new, you'll immediately be notified. And, uh, whether and it's Spotify. don't be afraid to reach out to us. I, as, oh, yeah. as Felix will tell you, Chris and Noah are not afraid to engage. Exactly. Um, you'll be surprised how much of a response you'll get. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we're not that busy in our day jobs. <laughs> but, but anyway, guys, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Same time, same place. Let's get ready for to rumble today, Chris. Class. All right, see ya. <laughs>